Are there times you feel your life isn't where you dreamed it would be? Do you wake up and feel like saying, I don't know if this routine is making me happy? Without the freedom to think and direct our own lives, other people do it for us. The point you start to feel off balance is tough. You question your own ability. This podcast will give you fascinating new perspectives, tools and methods from the greatest minds across the world. You'll become part of a global community, meeting people on a journey to invest in themselves first. These perspectives and tools will show you how to unlock your freedom of thought and become the master of your own life. So, let's get started. Welcome to The Shea Show. This is the leading podcast to help you learn incredible new perspectives and become the master of your own life. You can connect with Shay at shay-doran.com. For now, open your mind, be present. It's time to begin a new journey to your self-directed life. You got this. Yes, entrepreneurs, good morning, good afternoon. I hope you are incredible and having a beautiful week. I'm still in Naxos, <laughs> still in Naxos, a Greek island. You know what, me and my friend, we decided to extend for another week. And I'll come on to that in a moment. Today is going to be a short, sharp episode with an incredible tool. And this is to help you with accuracy when it comes to things like business planning, employee attendance planning. You can use this manufacturing. You can use this for anything. And I'll get into the detail, but it helps you to achieve near perfect performance each time. And that is what we are all aiming for, right? Near perfect performance every time. So Naxos, yeah, sometimes I think this is an important lesson. You can be in the space of searching for constantly the next thing, especially for those of you who travel the world as nomads or solo entrepreneurs. Moving from country to country, area to area becomes a way of life. Also, I found you can slip into a mindset of constantly chasing the next thing. And you know what? There's so many Greek islands to explore in Naxos for a week. And we were thinking, right, next island, where can it be? What looks like the best island? Where should we be? And kind of ignoring the fact that we felt totally comfortable and loved. Naxos, there was still lots to explore. The diversity of the beaches were amazing. Just getting a quad bike or motorbikes out and driving around, it was really cool. And there was still more to see. And it was getting quite stressful with prices, trying to keep it in budget. And then I just thought, we could always stay another week in Naxos. And so it was just a lesson, you know, to simplify things. If you have read the newsletter, that came out on Monday, you would have seen that I put in there my massive learn for the week was to simplify. And this was also one of the ways in which I did that. You know, when you feel unsure about a decision, it's probably because there's something that you know that is not quite right or something that you don't want to steer away from. 
You know, there's a reason that you're feeling this conflict and being pulled back. So that was a simplification in the act of deciding, okay, we don't need to get ourselves stressed out. Let's uh, enjoy where we are. Let's just take another week and enjoy it. Why not? So on to today's topic, which I'm going to give it a sexier title in the podcast episode. The official title is Variation Management. (laughs) Sexy. So I learned this when I was probably about 20 in good old banking days, taught you a lot of these skills, which I really appreciate. And variation management is all about, as I mentioned, getting near perfect performance every time. It's about taking out the anomalies and finding the actual number. And I'll share examples when we really get into how you do this. But just for me to set the scene at the beginning, why would you use this? Why should you be interested in variation management? Well, have you ever set a business plan, set a sales target, or let's say with employee attendance, or the rate at which you got new products out to customers, and you projected one figure, but it didn't go anywhere near that figure, it didn't reach the figure, it was overly ambitious, or you under projected it, which isn't the case so much of the time. Usually we're chasing goals or closing this gap because we've over projected what we what we thought we were going to get and where we're actually at. And I remember every year we had to go through this exercise of setting the goals for the following year and increasing performance by 10, 20%, you know, on each of the product lines. And if you have your own business or if you're working in a business, you'll be familiar with this. This is a normal yearly thing to increase your goals each year. But what is that based on? Fair enough, if you have things like an increased marketing spend or a new product that you're launching to the market. But the numbers very often I found are based on taking the average. Well, what has the average performance been, let's say, for 2020? And let's increase that then by 10% or 20%. And that is what we will achieve in 2021. But you're setting yourself up to be chasing the goals when you do it that way. You're setting yourself up to create gaps in your performance. And this mindset of continuously chasing, it can be exciting for a short period of time. Let's say if you have a major major sales drive you're igniting the staff, you're perhaps giving them some incentive to close the gap or get ahead of the target. But that is pure willpower that you're relying on. It is not accuracy. It is pure drive and passion, which does work for a period of time. But ideally, you would like near perfect performance as consistently as possible. And then on top of that, you have the passionate and fire drives to make the performance even better. And that is what this is all about. And let me tell you, it's so simple. Perhaps variation management, that title makes it sound quite complex, but I'm going to give you the simple version of it. There's more to look at on Google. Uh, There's, I think, two elements to this. It's about first making sure your numbers that you project are accurate, as accurate as possible. And then the second element is about 
how you address the anomalies either side that are at the top and at the bottom. So I'll talk about both of these, but the focus is on how to create accurate projections for your business plan for finances, for investment, for manufacturing, for employee productivity, for employee attendance. You can apply this lens everywhere. All you do is when you look at your year's performance or your last quarter's performance or your last six months, you have really three data points on that. The top 20%, the bottom 20%, and then the middle. So the top 20% you want to remove. The bottom 20% you also want to remove. And then that chunk in the middle that you have left, that is where you take the average from. Let me bring it to life with an example. COVID is actually a perfect example. Let's say if I was making a five-year business plan based on the last one year, dependent on what kind of business you're in, it could have either majorly increased, majorly spiked, or dropped off the face of the earth. So if I took 2020 as my year to base 2021 or a five-year growth plan on, it would be insanity for me to do that. Because if I just took the average from that year, it would be insanity because that is not a normal year. There's a crazy spike or a crazy drop. And even in, let's say before that, before anything to do with COVID, 2019, you have situations that happen in your business, perhaps a particular month that for whatever reason, there was more of a focus or there was some positive media news that related to your business. Perhaps you did something unique or there was just a random take up that you couldn't explain. Equally, on the opposite end, there could have been a random drop off or perhaps you were off for a period of time or a critical employee was off for a period of time. And as a result, you had a delayed product launch or perhaps something went wrong with one of your products that was not normal. So by discounting and taking out this view of top 20% and the bottom 20% of your figures, and then looking at the average, taking the average from that chunk that you have left, that is accuracy. Can you see this? You're taking away those anomalies, those random acts, you're taking them out and you're looking at Okay, once I've taken out the top and the bottom, what am I left with? And what is my average of that? It's a much more accurate point of view. And you can apply this to so many things. I'm going to give a very random example here. Take attendance, okay? You have, I remember in the bank, there were people that showed up every day. They were proud of the fact that they hadn't taken a sick day for three years, five years. And then you had people who were off all the time and took the piss, you know, were some people for genuine reasons, other people because they weren't in the right job for them and quite frankly were lazy and were taking time off, making up random excuses for it. So we all know people that have done that kind of thing and we all know the people that are proud of their attendance record. So if I was trying to find the average for my employees' attendance, I would not be including 
the very best performers and the very worst performers because that is going to skew my average. You know, it would make the situation look better than or worse than it actually is. So I would take out the top 20% of people that showed up every single day. I would take out the bottom 20% of people that were off a lot of the time. And that block that I'm left with, what is the average attendance rate within there? And that is accuracy. You know, that is as close to real as it gets. Another example, I just want to keep on bringing this to life uh, so that you can try and understand how it relates to your industry. Manufacturing. You have times where things go absolutely perfectly ahead of time. Something for whatever reason, it just really worked. It was a really great week. Things were manufactured at speed. Everything just went perfectly. And then you have times where there was an error. Someone was off. Somebody made a major mistake and it went horribly wrong. So again, if you're trying to look at, okay, how many cars is coming into my head? How many cars are we producing a sellable level on a yearly basis? You know, you would want to take out the top 20% of those times where it worked more than well and the bottom 20% of where it went horribly wrong. The average of that middle chunk is accuracy. That is how you're going to get the actual or as close to the actual number that you're looking for. So that, in short, is variation management. All right, because you imagine this line that almost looks like a heart monitor in anything that you're measuring, you're going to have peaks and you're going to have dips. And this is about not looking at the standard average that many people do and then overestimate what they're going to achieve. This is about getting the projection as close to accurate as possible and therefore your result as close to what you predicted, if not better. Would you rather be chasing a goal through the whole year or would you rather be achieving that goal most of the time and then having times when you achieve even more? I know what I would want to be doing. I mentioned I would also touch on the second part of it, which is about addressing the inconsistencies. So let's go back to that attendance, employee attendance example. You've figured out what your average employee attendance rate is, then you would want to address, okay, the employee that is attending and showing up every single day and is proud of their record. Why? What is it that makes them proud about that? Why do they want to show up? What is making them so passionate? And how can you help to install that passion within other employees? Because you would love most people to be showing up most of the time. The employee that is not showing up will take in more than a normal amount of time out. What is going on and how do you make sure that you reduce that? What can you do? Can you make any adjustments at work? Can you help them to leave the business if they're not in the right job? How do you take out as much of that bottom 20% as possible so that your line of variance, imagine squashing that spike, right? So the up and down heartbeat monitor you're squashing it so that it's becoming much more regular and consistent. Same with manufacturing. You'd want to identify when did it go horribly wrong and why? How do we make sure that does not ever happen again? And the top 
20%. What went really well? Why did it go so well? How do we make sure we do that more often? How do we try and aim to constantly work in that space? Again, you're squashing that variation line. And a really powerful tool that I've previously covered on a podcast episode, the five whys. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. If you're not, it is asking yourself why five times to get to the root cause. So for that bottom 20%, why did the manufacturing go horribly wrong? Uh, Because we had a new starter that didn't do what they were supposed to do in their area that day. Okay, why didn't they do what they were supposed to do? Let's say they didn't have the training in that particular area how they were meant to. Why were they not trained in that area? Because the person was off that day or the person was pulled into another meeting. Okay, why were they pulled into another meeting ahead of giving that training? And you get down to the point of making sure then you can communicate the message of saying training takes precedence ahead of anything else, even if it is a critical meeting. Find out the root cause rather than just thinking this person got it wrong and they're not good because there will be something going on beneath that. Exactly the same with the top 20% as well. Why did that happen? What was it that made the performance so great that week? Let's say because everybody showed up And there was a great spirit at work. Why was there a great spirit at work? So you get to the root cause and you create that environment more and more often. So that really is it. Variation management is about setting accurate projections, accurate forecasts, and then achieving near to perfect performance as much as possible. And you achieve that by first creating a consistent number that actually you're close to achieving, if not overachieving at points. And secondly, by understanding what is causing the top 20% spikes to happen and the bottom 20% spikes to happen, either removing that out as much as possible, that's the bottom 20%, or you're increasing that style of working, that environment as much as possible, which would be the top 20%. That is it. There's a load more on Google if you want to check it out. I really recommend this, particularly when just as a start, when you're business planning and setting sales, anything to do with figures, when you're setting a projection or whether you're in a business employed, I really recommend using this method to make sure you are as accurate and as near to perfect performance as often as possible. Okay, so thank you for showing up today. Next week, I'm going to be discussing the pros and cons of consulting. Some of you may be seriously considering taking your expertise and consulting for other companies. And as I've gone through that journey myself, I thought I would share the highs and the lows that that brings to help you have a real understanding from someone that's done it and that you can consider both sides and make a balanced decision. Have an incredible, beautiful rest of the week. Thank you and love you all. Go to shay-doran.com to connect with Shay and find out more about becoming a Group X member.